Smartcast. This is why it is written that they notice that when something happened, when an ancestor or somebody did something very hurtful, their children and grandchildren and great-great-children for seven generations will suffer because of what this person did when they were not responsible for the hurt that they did. So that was seven generations at that time. Now it's three to four, which means that we're able to heal faster, that the generations, it doesn't take so long to heal the hurt from the past. Welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna Podcast. This podcast is meant to encourage you to connect within so you can share your light with the world. And now, here's your host, Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Good morning, evening, afternoon, beautiful souls. Welcome to another episode of the Cosmic Love Antenna. You are here with your host, Harrison, with a mystical guest, as always, who I'm going to introduce in two seconds for you. But as we get started, as always here on the show, I want to start with some gratitude. I want to start with some love. I want to start with the attention back at you, the listener. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you get a lot of value and insight out of this discussion today. Remember, as always, here on the Cosmic Love Antenna, the intention is to help you pull back the layers, restricting health, alignment, and love. And if we're able to do that for you today, what really helps bring the show out into more hearts and ears that need it is if you share it out on social media, if you leave your reviews on Apple, Spotify, and if you want to dive deeper into getting updates around the show, getting some free self-love freebies, you can go to my newsletter in the show notes at harrisonmar.com slash learn more to go a bit deeper there. But with all that foundation set, I want to introduce the powerful woman that I have here on the show today. Lisa Miron is a life coach. She is an NLP, EFT, and family constellations practitioner. And she is, as is the theme here on the show, a beautiful, loving heart. What we're going to get into today is family constellations as a way to heal. What is it? How do we use it? How do we go deeper into our healing journey with with this with this sort of modality and connecting it to ancestral healing and all these sort of elements that if you're a regular listener of the show, you you know a little bit about, but say we're going to add in this different perspective. With that, Lisa, welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited to be here. Me too, my friend. And this is actually a, a topic that Family Constellations is something that uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you're aware. I think we had a discussion, but I didn't mention this when we chatted last. I do a lot of inner child healing with, with the people that I get to support and, uh, and ancestral work in general. And Family Constellations has been in the background, like floating around in my awareness, but I've never had the chance to sort of dive deep into it. So I'm excited to do that with you here today. I guess, Lisa, where I want to start is where I start with all my beautiful guests is I want to learn just a little bit about you before we get into what you do. And I think a good way to begin this is, you know, our present is the most important moment, but our past does lay the structure and the foundation of where we've come from. And particularly in the past, our pain teachers that really help us expand into the souls that we are today. So I'm wondering, Lisa, with the work you do with Family Constellations, what was the what was the biggest pain teacher that led you into this area that made you the soul that we get to experience today? Yeah, so um, my teacher, uh, I studied this in Spain. Originally, I'm from Guatemala. And right now I'm living in California, in USA. And where I learned this uh, amazing technique is in Spain. And my teacher is uh, Brigitte Champetier. And, um, and I think she's amazing. I started learning family constellations from, from many people there in Spain when I was doing my coaching uh, degree. And uh, when I met her, it was like, wow, this is amazing. This is transformational. This is like a little bit like, like things start making sense. Things start falling into place. Mm. And, uh, and Lisa, was there a, was there something in your past? If you don't mind me asking that, you know, when that domino fell over, did you connect to something that you went through? Like, did you, was there like a, something in your ancestral line or in your upbringing that was like, Ooh, this has finally helps me shift through this. What happened with me is that I could, I got so much understanding. For some reason, family constellations for me brought everything that I had studied in the past 
to a place where it, it belonged, that made sense. So um, I started in a very different way. I was uh, raised as a Catholic. And I, um, at some point, I decided that, you know, religions are just all a way of connecting to, to, to God. And I started to learn more about different religions. And I started to learn about Buddhism and started practicing a lot about Buddhism. And then I started opening to the possibilities of, of, of different uh, lives, of us having different lives and what we're doing here and, and finding this, this, this peace and way to connect to others and to help others. And, but I also had like the Catholic, like the beliefs of my family system. So how to bring all that together. And I also had this idea of bringing all religions together and um, and then I started to, to live in different places and learning about different cultures as well and understanding that there's really no right or wrong, mm. that everybody has their own way of living according to their values, to mm. the moment in time, to their parents, to, to their capacities. But there's and everybody's doing the best, best that they can. And um, I started to, to, to study uh, for my coaching degree. And then I started to do to, to my master's in family constellations. But when I met the, 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 all these kind of teachings, it was like, for me, it brought everything together. The, the meditation, the connection, the essence, the who we are, the, who we want to be, the ancestors, the connection with each other, the healing, the love. For me, all that came together with the family constellations. And you know, it's a little bit Beautiful. like Cupid. Yeah. Send, a, a, you know, an arrow and everything was like, oh, wow. That's how it was for me. Thank you for sharing that, Elisa. I thought, well, I felt, I think is the better word to say here. I felt a, a lot of pulls in your journey, uh, very s similar to mine in terms of both the Christian upbringing, then being directed towards Buddhism and then traveling the world and seeing different cultures and and then coming back to this thread of unification and seeing how there's beauty in all and what can I as the individual take from all these unique expressions to make my unique expression as more as radiant as possible. And uh, I'm excited to hear more about the constellations because I think through all the modalities and the, and the people I talk to on this on this show, that is a th thread that each person has is no matter what the thing is that they use, the, the two, two common traits are they were pulled to it because it was part of their soul path and it helped them express themselves more. And it definitely sounds like this is what it is for you. Let's, let's now let's dive into it a little bit more. And maybe just for people that are new to the family constellations and uh, are still learning about it on this show, give us a, you know, a quick definition. What, what is it? What, what is family constellations and how does it help us heal? Um, a quick one. Okay. <laughs> um, and I laugh because it's, it's so difficult to explain, but family constellations, the simple way is to see it as a technique. Like there's so many other techniques and it's a technique that helps us heal. And what we are mostly using family constellations for is to heal the connection with our ancestors, to heal our family system, to heal what we have, that we are unconsciously carrying from the past, the emotions, the trauma, what our ancestors were not able to heal. And all this is hidden. All this is unconscious. We have no idea that we carry all of this. We could be adopted and still have all these connections with our biological family system that affects our life, that we are get stuck, that we uh, feel like we don't have permission to have love, to have abundance, to have joy. And we just don't know why, because it's hidden, it's unconscious. It's like underneath the iceberg, the part of the iceberg that you don't see, that's where all of this is. So with family constellations, it's a tool that let us, lets us dive in directly and to see this issue that I have in my life where I'm stuck. Oh, wow. It's connected to this from my ancestors. It's connected to this situation, to this energy, to this emotion, to this trauma, to this vow that I made maybe to suffer just like they did, mm -hmm. maybe not to be more than what they were, but this is not helpful for me for, or for anybody else. So then we start making the decisions to heal and to shift. As you're talking, I had the image of the night sky come into my head and mm -hmm. the actual like starry constellations of all the, of all the different planets and systems 
and how they all connect together to make this beautiful tapestry of, of light and, and vibrancy and, and color. And I think, and this is why I, I really wanted to have this conversation with you is that, you know, all that we see out there in the cosmos is a, is the macrocosm of the microcosm of what we are. Right. So everything outside of us is truly inside of us. And if we see the planets connected in all of their beauty and the way that they support each other, we must understand as you're highlighting that we are the same in our family system of constellations. Right. I think that's a, is that a good imagery for people to sort of understand and connect it together? Yeah, exactly. And you said it beautifully and it's the, like instead of like looking at all those stars, it's like look behind you to yeah. all your ancestors yeah. because it's through them that we get our, our life. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about this later, but I feel this is, we live in an age where ancestors and old people are sort of pushed, pushed to the side to the, to the sick care homes and the retirement villages and with all their aging ailments and diseases and just, you know, let's, you know, you'll, you'll pass away at one point and then we'll get on with it. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about sort of leaning into the teachings of both the ancestors that are alive and past to help us heal. And uh, that's why I think this is a beautiful chat, my friend. Let's, let's go a bit deeper now. And I want to maybe understand for myself and for people listening, what is this healing practically look like so if i come to see you lisa and i say okay let's do a family constellation session and i want to and i let, let's say i've connected into maybe something in my ancestral line there's a trauma around there's a trauma around the water something a traumatic event around the water what how does the family constellations you know how does the session run does it does it move through visualization does it move through affirmations what does it what does it look like lisa so I'm going to explain first how uh, I do family constellations in a group setting, mm-hmm. and then I'll do it how uh, I do it in a, in a private setting. So uh, when there's a group of people, they're usually sitting in a, in a circle when you're going to do a family constellation. And then a client that wants to do their own constellation, it's going to talk about the topic that they want to bring healing to. And usually like a topic of their lives that they feel that, that they're stuck with it. And uh, often we don't know who or what happened in the past from our ancestors. So um, I would ask the client to choose from the people that are in the circle. And the people that are in the circle usually don't know the client at all. They don't know their family system. They don't know them at all. So, and they're gonna be the ones that are representing. So one person is going to represent the client. Another person is going to represent the issue that the client is, is struggling with. Then another person is going to represent whoever needs to be represented. Sometimes the mother, the father, maybe the grandfather, maybe somebody else. And what the people that are representing are doing is that they stand up and they are like in the center of the circle. And what they're doing is that with their body, with their intuition, they start connecting to the information of the field. So not necessarily to the souls and the spirits of the ancestors, but to the information. And we do this all the time. You know, when you go to a room and then you suddenly see a lot of people and you feel like this tension and nobody has said anything, but you're like, ooh, what's going on here? You know, there's even this expression that you can cut the air with a knife of the tension that's there in the room. We all do this. We connect to the field of information and our intuition. This is what it does. It connects to the energy and it gives us information that is helpful. So, you know, if we go to a room and we feel this tension, then we sit, you know, I want to go out. I want to go somewhere else. I don't want to be part of this. You know, it's our inform- the information that we receive that it's helpful to make decisions. So we have this tool. So this is what we use when we're doing the family constellations. The representatives connect to the information that's important for the client to see from the family system and what is important to heal. So, for example, let's say that they're um, representing, um, and I know this is a little bit long, but I'll, I'll come to. <laughs> well, Lisa, let me ask a quick question before you get to that, because I already have so many things bubbling up. Uh, would you connect? So the field, the field element is really interesting to me. And um, I'm just trying to, 
have a there's a book I want to share with people that I think is really can explain this. So I'm just going to get it up. The book is called uh, One One Mind One Mind by Larry Dozy Dozy MD, and he talks about this very idea. I think similar words for it you could call the morphic field. I think the morphic field is also a very similar name for what you're talking about. But what Lisa's talking about the morphic field and the one mind. It's this idea, if you look into the animal kingdom, right? In the animal kingdom, they they all connect into the birds in the sky, right? They're not, they're not unconsciously thinking about what they're doing. They're connecting into this connectivity that we're all connected to together. And I, I think it's really interesting. I've never heard of it in terms of the, the family constellations, but it makes sense. Can I ask a question, Lisa? Do you... Do the ancestors, I know you said we're just tapping into the, the trauma and the information within the field, but do have you noticed ancestors come in, in at this point? So when people are connecting to the field of information, I don't know if you're attuned to feeling, but do you notice entities and spirits and ancestors come in at this point? So it happens because it affects them as well and they're connecting to the healing. Yeah. Um, I don't tune into that, but I often have uh, people that come to do the sessions that are channelers and, or, or, you know, psychics and they feel everything and they see, oh, you know, that's, you know, I, I can sense that this energy is here as well. And, um, and again, it's, we're connecting to the field, but because what the healing that's taking place is connected to them, then they're resonating with it. Mm. So sometimes their presence is there as well. Yeah, not necessarily connecting to whoever is doing the representation, but it comes as an energy. It's it's present. It's resonating with the healing mm. that's taking place for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's my feeling. That's yeah, super cool. So continue. Yeah. I just that was coming up. It was really it was bugging me. And I wanted to. I had the feeling that that might have been the uh, situation. Keep going with yeah. the process a little. So I'm going to continue with the process, but I'm going to jump into something that can, that is really interesting um, about this field and about the connection and about what you were saying that, we're, you know, animals are all connected and they connect to the field. So in quantum physics, and I'm not an expert here, um, I am hardly able to explain what I've learned, but I love always to learn more. So I've seen a lot of um, book, read books and, and, and seen a lot of videos about this experiment where they split particles. And when they know, you know, they split the particle into, and the two particles are kilometers away. So they like notice something on one particle or they do something to one particle. They're studying one particle. And at the same time, they study the other one and they are reacting the same way. Like when something happens to one, it happens immediately to the other. Entanglement, in, in right? The entanglement, entanglement, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So what scientists said is that this happens when they split a particle. But if the, we all come from this big bang, that it was one whole particle that exploded, that means that we were all part of this whole one particle, this oneness that got separated. And if today we can do that experiment of separating the particles and we see that they're still connected, that means that everybody is connected. Everything is connected. And scientists are the ones that are saying this, but, you know, they say, but we're not able to explain so many things, but this is what makes sense. So again, you know, when we're doing the family constellations, we are connecting to this field of information that is there always because we're connected to everything. It's, it's nice to hear that, that beautiful quantum field perspective or quantum science perspective of, you know, from a spiritual lens, I'll add in the spiritual lens to this. This is what you would refer to as me being a soul expression of a soul family that is ultimately from a soul, uh, a oneness, right? Consciousness, God, unity, right? We're all expressions of a oneness. And whether that oneness for you is God, the divine, the quantum field, as we're saying, mm -hmm. this is a thing that transcends all religious, all spiritual, all mystical philosophies. And now, as you're saying, Lisa, the, the quantum field is is supporting it and validating it with things like entanglement and things like you're saying. So, yeah, yeah. I love it. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so in the feminine constellation, so we have the client with the topic and we have the representatives that are representing the client, the issue, the, the parents and whoever needs to be represented. So they're connecting to the information and they're moving very slowly and then in silence. So, for example, if 
um, if we're doing a constellation about a relationship, a partner relationship, and the two representatives are looking at each other, it gives us information. If they're are not looking at each other, if they're angry, if they're like trying to 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 uh, chase each other, everything that's going on, it gives us an image of this unconscious part that's going on in the system of the client. So then um, I would tell the client to say some phrases and the client can say them in, the, in their own words. And they can, if they don't want to say something, they don't need to force themselves because all the information that's coming up is important. So we take that into account. So uh, the, the phrases that the client says are connected to the basis of the family constellations, including everybody, giving their place, honoring and respecting. So when the client says these phrases, the representatives are going to react to the phrases, to, not to the phrases, but to the energy field of how that resonates. And it gives us information of the healing that's taking place. So what we're looking for is for this release of the um, entanglements that the person is carrying for the family system of the blocked emotions. We're looking for reconciliation. We're looking for the client representative that is actually the client in the end to be able to connect to life, to be able to uh, connect to abundance, to love, to, to this freedom of creating their own life. And we see this happening according to the movements of the representatives. Yeah. You know, this is something that we have understood with all the years of doing family constellations that some movements have certain meaning. When somebody's in the floor, it means something. When somebody's standing up, it means something else. When somebody is, is doing, uh, you know, walk, walking in a certain direction, it, it has all different meanings. So that helps us as a compass, although sometimes there can be something different coming up, but it helps us like guide and understand the information of the field that the representatives are showing. So this is how we know that the, the, that the healing is taking place. So thank you for this breakdown. Lisa, learning so much here. <laughs> A couple, two questions. One, the, the representatives, the, the choices that they're making, the movements that you're talking about, is that sort of just coming through them? Are they just feeling like, oh, this is something I need to do? Or are they being directed by someone like you? They're being directed. So they're not being directed at all. And it's not a choice. They're not thinking. Choice. It's, they're in sort of like, like a making a decision. They're like in a meditation. Yeah. Just connecting to the body. And, you know, and sometimes the body is going to want to go like, they're like being pushed, like going some direction. Mm. Or sometimes they're going to start crying. And sometimes right. they're going to feel like they want to, 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 to lie down on the floor. And they're just like very slowly connecting to what the body is being pushed to do. So that was my next question. So it sounds like the representatives are healed just as much as the person that is the main core of the constellation, correct? So it's like a, it's a reciprocal healing in many ways. So when we're doing this work, everybody's healing, even the people that are sitting down and they're not representing because they're connecting to the field. And by resonance, there are things that their family system is carrying connected to the healing that's taking place. And that starts moving, shifting and healing as well. Ah, oh, this is so cool. So I'm going to share something here and for, and you don't know this, my friend, and I'm going to share it with you. And then for people, regular listeners of the episode, you've probably heard me speak about this a couple of times. I, uh, I'm currently in a mystery school. I'm in a mystery school where I'm going deeper into my spiritual evolution. And one of the teachings I'm really sitting with at the moment is like what you, what we've been hitting on here today is when we, when we leave the oneness, the unity, we expand out into the universe and all of our little individual soul expressions. But each individual soul expression is a part of different soul families and soul groups or an oversoul or a monadic group, all these terms. But the main theme is that they're all connected in many ways. Like for me, for example, I might have a connection with Lisa at a soul level within some sort of family. Why I bring this up is it sounds like the constellation experience really cements the fact that we are also connected than we think, right? For me, and this is, I want to get your sort of your feeling on this, my friend. I think we get, we sometimes get stuck in the idea that I can only connect to Lisa if we are already friends, if we are in a, an actual bloodline family, if we have spent time together but that is not the case. I think we all have some connection to each other, whether we are 
first meeting or whether we have a bloodline or not. And it sounds like the constellation experience really cements not only this interconnected nature of the universe that we live in, but the, the impact we can have on each other, despite the background we've, we've, we've experienced together. Am I, am I making sense? Is this resonating? Do you agree with this? Yeah. And this reminds me of something that you said at the beginning, you know, that you were saying that um, we live and we're forgetting about our ancestors, about the past, about, you know, where are we coming from? And this is the case that we nowadays, you know, we feel like we're here on our own uh, in the, you know, separated from everything and everyone living our life. And that couldn't be further away from the truth. You know, we belong to systems and we have an energy around us and we connect to everyone and everything around us. And we have the system of our family, but we also that we're connecting to. But we also have the, the, the system of our where, where we work, where we're studying, of our country, of our city, of our friends. These are all systems and we're connecting to everything. And as well, we have our energy field that, you know, expands to, to in different ways. And by this I'm connecting to the people that are walking by me, even though if I don't know them at all. So there's connections in so many levels. It's so different of what we think that, you know, we live here on our own, independent of our whole life and nothing affects us and I can do whatever I want. And it can be further from the truth. We're connecting to everyone and everything in different ways. But when we understand these connections, then we're able to, to, to really start moving differently, like navigating life yes. differently, because we know that it's so different, so much different than what we think it was. Yeah. I mean, and I, I guess what comes up in me too is it, I look at things like what's happening in Europe and all the war that's going on. You see mm-hmm. events like that from this lens and you can see how it's just so you know, to say that it's pointless, to say that it's harmful, to say, to say that it's causing so much unnecessary suffering, you know, I think is an understatement. And then when you take in this perspective of that, you know, we're connected to all these people, right? And all this harm, all this pain that we're causing, if that was removed, what would be left, right? If we, if we were to connect these people rather than, you know, cause the tension, there would be healing, not just for them but if we can lean into the connections we have with other people we can start healing together it's you know it really brings in an interesting perspective lisa i want to take a step back you said so that's the group setting right that's the group uh example of the constellations how does it work you said that you do one-on-one with people how does that work in the constellation okay so i do it very similar you could say but because I am on my own, I don't have a group of people with me, then I put pieces of paper on the floor to represent all the different uh, representatives of the constellation. And I move from one piece of paper uh, Lisa, to the other sorry piece Sorry to interrupt paper. you. How do you pick the people? How do you pick the people that are going to be in the constellation? So I usually start with, um, depends, with the issue of the client. So for example, if the issue of the client is that they're having problems in their work, uh, so I usually choose the client and one representative or one piece of paper for those problems. Maybe it's, it's a physical issue. Maybe it's that the problem, the client's having back problems. So then it's the client and those back problems. But maybe it's that the, par- the person is having problems with their parents. So then it would be uh, the client and the mother and the father. And so it depends. It depends on, on, on each um uh, topic and and that's how we start so i was um explaining that the movements give us information when we're doing the representation so i start representing or if it's a group session then the representatives are doing the you know representation the participants other participants are doing the representation so um let's say that i'm doing here a one-on-one session and i start representing you and then i suddenly feel that i have no strength and i lie down in the ground so usually when we're doing constellations and somebody's lying down on the ground, it means that there's an entanglement, a connection, an energetic bond with somebody dead of the family system. And because of that entanglement, I'm not in life. So if I want to be in life, then I want to be standing up, connecting to life. But if I'm in the floor, it's like I'm, I'm being pulled in the other direction. So I'm not having the energy to be able to connect to life and to all that I want in life. So when I'm doing the representation, I know that beside me that I'm representing the client or, or you know, 
whoever I'm representing, I need to place another piece of paper to whoever I have this bond. So I put another piece of paper. Maybe I'm looking outside, you know, the circle, like with a very fixed like vision. And that means that I'm looking at somebody outside the circle, somebody excluded. So I put a piece of paper to represent this person that's being excluded. And then sometimes we know who these people are and sometimes we don't know. Sometimes we get like an intuition, like an idea, like a sensation. And I always ask the client, you know, some here, there's somebody here. Do you have any idea of who this person uh, could be? And the client tells me, and or sometimes I, I get like the sensation, oh, th this is the grandmother or this is the father or this is the mother. And I ask the client and I also connect to the representation that I'm doing to, feed, to see if it feels true. A little bit like, when have you used the pendulum yes. or, or have you done muscle yep. testing? Yep. It's a little bit the same process. You know, I feel if that, if there's truth there in the, is, is in this the person. mother and yep. is this true? And then, and then we would keep on working with it. And this is how we do the, the, the one-on-one -on -one sessions. I do all the different representations and this is how I, I, I choose or, or, or who starts coming up uh, when we're doing these representations. So I definitely, it definitely sounds like more work for you in the <laughs> in the one-on-one -on -one session. It sounds like you're right, you're moving around a lot, but also at the same time, I think it would be very rewarding as a practitioner because you're sort of starting to embody all of these elements of the constellation and starting to feel. And it's you know it surprises me, Lisa, when you say that you don't you don't have that clear sense of seeing the different entities because it it sounds like this experience would really flex that muscle have you noticed your spiritual abilities enhance well as you've been doing these constellations have you noticed things change inside of you so just to let you know where i come from i studied uh finance mm. and i was working procter and gamble in the finance department very logical mindset this was my world yeah and I realized that, you know, numbers were not my thing and that I wanted to work more with people. So then I studied a master in human resources and started working in companies in human resources. And then from there, I decided to do the, the master in coaching. And I started because I wanted to work more directly with people. And then after the, the family constellations. But when I did my first constellation, my first representation, I stood there and I felt nothing, nothing. This was like, you know, I'm this You're kind close. of people. I wasn't born with this. Yeah. <laughs> This is something that I've developed with time, with, with experience, with, yeah. like I said, for me, family constellations were like, wow, my yeah. goodness, what is this? And I started to go to sessions every single week because I was fascinated by mm. it. And then this started developing this. I started like connecting to my body, to the energy, to this understanding. And it has been developing each time more, the yeah. more I do this, but I wasn't born with it. I wasn't born with any, you know, psychic or, well, you know, so. I mean, Lisa, I wasn't aware, aware yeah, of it now that you mentioned it. <laughs> yes, that's the correction I would say there. I, yes, I, I actually think I you were born. You were born with this, but due to the, and I speak about this all the time on this show, is that, you know, your experience of being in that finance, finance world, that is a lot of people's experiences. We live in a world, and I'm going to get on, a, I'm going to get on a bit of a soapbox here just to explain this. Okay. So bear with me. We live in a world where the thinking mind is prioritized and there's nothing wrong with the thinking mind as a beautiful part of what makes us human. But as you've experienced in the work that you do, my friend, it is not the only way that we experience information, right? We experience information through our intuition and our channeling. We experience information through our senses. We experience information through our emotions and our feelings. And unfortunately, we live in a world where there are a lot of systems like the education system, the medicine, the medical system, the food system, the, a lot of things at play that create a particular kind of person. That kind of person is one that only uses their thinking mind. So they go into a work like yours, Lisa, and they're like, what is this? What is this mystical woo woo stuff? This is, this is, this can't be me. I don't have these things. But then when we lean in with a big compassionate heart, like it sounds like you did, we start to realize not only are these things real and very validated and now by science, as you were talking before about with quantum, quantum, the quantum field, but we also remember that, wait, I do have the abilities to do these things. And 
they were here the whole time. There was just a part of me that was maybe ignoring or suppressing or pretending it wasn't me. Does that resonate, my friend? Completely, completely. And I was thinking that now this is completely something separate from the family constellations, but coming to this connection of, of who we are, what we have, of some things that are just there and we're just blind to them. Uh, and connecting about the past lives that I was talking to you about before. Um, when I started all these new discoveries in life, I went to um, uh, a hand reader and, and, and a tarot reader. Mm -hmm. And she said, uh, I think she said something like, I, I, our listeners are not going to be able to see this, but you will be able to see yep, this and yep, I'll describe it. Yep. So she said, in 70 years, you'll be able to see things. And later on, as I started to, to learn more, to trust more, to be more okay with all this part that we don't know about, mm -hmm. I said, maybe in that moment, I closed like my possibilities by saying that I didn't want, yes. didn't want to see things. And in one energy session that I was doing with uh, with somebody else that I was, at, I mean, that she was doing guiding the session, I wasn't the, I, I, you know, I was a client. Yeah. Um, I said um, that I was thinking that I had closed my my, my mind, my, my my field, on on thinking at that moment that I didn't want to yes. see things. Yes. And she said, mm, no, this is coming from way way behind. It even feels like a different life. Yes. And the moment she said that. And I mean, I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's really connected to this or not, but the image of me getting burned came so strongly. And this decision of saying, this will not happen again. I'm not going to connect to this energy anymore because I don't want to be burned again. Yes. So Lisa, you're hitting on a very important topic here. And this actually, this, uh, it connects very heavily to the, from what you've been explaining about family constellations and ancestral healing, and most importantly, uh, ancestral trauma. And I want to make it, I want to make a distinction here, and I'll maybe explain something, and maybe this will educate you a little bit, Lisa. You know, when I say ancestral healing, I would actually also count past lives in in ancestral healing because what I've noticed is. So an ancestral line is your mother line or your father line. And then a past life is another incarnation you've had on this earth in a different body. And I've actually noticed that people who've had different past lives actually come back into the same mother line or the same father line. So there's a reoccurring sort of bond around these lines. But what you're hitting on here is, is, is past life trauma, right? Is past life trauma where we have unconsciously shut down parts of ourselves to protect ourselves. So let me maybe use this example from an inner child lens. Many people have heard me speak about the inner child. And if I've experienced a trauma in my inner child, in my childhood, part of the protection mechanism of stopping myself from re-traumatizing that event is a forgetfulness in the unconscious. So I won't remember that experience, but I also lock down that part of me this also occurs in past lives so your example lisa that you gave of being burnt i think you said at the stake or just being burnt for expressing a certain part of yourself this is you know this is not a lisa thing this is not just a lisa thing uh, i'll give one example here lisa i'm going to go very deep here for you so stay with me i think you can go there with me atlantis I'm going to just drop the Atlantis element here. And if you're new to this or this is too deep for you, then just see how it feels. But Atlantis is an example of a past civilization in which many of us, and this has happened more than once, many of us have been birthing gifts such as the ones that you were talking about, but other ones too, like clear audience, clear you know, clear empathy, clear, clear, clear sentience. But there were there were series of there were these series of events where there was such a catastrophic uh, downfall of that civilization that us as a collective were traumatized. In that traumatization, we then suppressed parts of our gifts. So, I want to throw it back to you, my friend. Does this? Am I making sense what I'm saying? Is it resonating at all? Um, it's funny what you mentioned. Um, and I think this is what happens with 
our lives, our openings, our awareness, our new information that we start getting. So that maybe 15 years ago, I would have said like, what? But in the previous year, you know, years and then months and actually what, so today is actually Thursday. On Tuesday, I met with, uh, with a friend that I'm getting to know that also does family constellations that was talking about this, about Atlantis, about a, about a group that she has, that she guides of people that feel very strongly of a connection with Atlantis. So it's so funny that you're talking about this today, two days after when, you know, 15 years ago for how many years that I've lived, that wasn't like at all mentioned or coming into my, 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 my field awareness. of knowledge field, and awareness yeah. or anything, but now it's coming and it's coming, it's coming. Yeah. So I will definitely start putting more attention to it for sure. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, um, and just so people clear, you know, Atlantis is just the most popular example there. In my experience, there've been many times in which us as a collective of individuals have reached a, a height of, you know, just prosperity and expansion and enlightenment. And then there was this, and you know, and we're seeing it now, right? We, time is not, time, time is not linear in my example, in my experience, it's, 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 it has a cyclical nature and you see in the world at the moment that we're reaching these heights of human expansion, but at the same time, there's a lot of greed. There's a lot of power. There's a lot of exploitation going on. And this has happened before. This has happened before in past civilizations like Atlantis and just sort of winding it back in. Now this connects to trauma, right? This connects to things in our ancestral line, that we deserve to heal. And Lisa's beautiful work with family constellations is a way that we can start healing these things in, in my experience. So uh, thank you for going there with me. I went, you got me, got me excited about the deepness trend here. Lisa, <laughs> I want to <clears throat> go back to a question I have for you that around the, the group setting and the one-on-one -on -one work with the family constellations, how, and I'm just interested how far have you seen the, the family members go back, right? So for example, in the constellations, is it just like grandparents and great grandparents that show up or is it, does it go further back than that? So usually what we have in our life comes from three to four generations, unless there is a very big trauma, uh, something that, you know, very, with a lot of pain, something very difficult for our ancestor to deal with. And then it can come for further generations back. And it also affects when there's this like um, culture trauma, like for example, slavery, uh, the Holocaust. So that can definitely go down for, for more generations. But something that is very interesting is that most of the things are from three to four generations back. And this has changed. And one observation about this is that actually in the Bible, it says that the, the sin, I, I don't remember the phrase exactly, but it's something like the sins of the parents is going to be taken on for the children for until the seventh generation. And I think this is fascinating, not as a religious or a spirituality part, but as a history. You know, at that time, they were noticing this. And this is why it is written that they noticed that when something happened, when an ancestor or somebody did something very hurtful, their children and grandchildren and great-great-children for seven generations will suffer because of what this person did when they were not responsible for the hurt that they did. So that was seven generations at that time. Now it's three to four, which means that we're able to heal faster, that the generations it doesn't take so long to heal the hurt from the past. We're accelerating the, 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 how we're able to heal. It doesn't take as long as before. Uh, so this is what we're noticing, that now we can heal faster. And this is why I feel that, that that's so fascinating. Yeah. I've heard similar things in regards to, um, I've heard it from the past life regression world, is that there's, there are less people now needing to regress to past lives because most people as the souls that they are have started to integrate a lot of the lessons already. And now it's more, now the present moment is more important than it's ever been. I want to share a resource with you, my friend. I'm not sure if you 
have heard of this man's work or this book. So it might, have you heard of the book? It didn't start with you by Mr. Mark Wu Lin. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah I've, done, I've done training with him. Oh, I love it. Yeah. That uh, is again, <laughs> regular listeners of the podcast. <clears throat> this is a man I reference a lot and I uh, actually want to get your opinion then on one of the things that he talks about that really interests me is within the, the ancestral healing conversation, not only can we see that quote that you said that it is what is left undone by the parents is passed on to the children to, to release and to heal. It also gets passed on with a timestamp. So meaning that if my dad experienced, uh, let's say trauma with his gut, with his stomach at the age of 35 and was unable to heal that, not only is that passed on to me for me to be able to move through it, it's also passed on with the timestamp of the age of 35 for it to manifest in my reality around that time for me. Have you, have you noticed this in the work that you've done? Yes. And so most of the entanglements that we have, we start connecting to them from the moment of conception until the probably the first two years of our life, sometimes up to the first five years. But after the first five years, we already have like most of the entanglements that we're going to have with our family system. So, but they're not all activated at that time. And they activate when we reach a certain moment in our life. So it could be the age, just like you said, you know, I can have a, a perfectly normal, healthy life. But when I reach the age of 35, because my father at that time had that trauma, then that gets activated in me that trauma, that situation, that aspect. It could be that, for example, I have a marriage and I have a lovely marriage. And um, suddenly five years after the marriage, things are not working and I have no idea why. And it goes back that my grandmother got divorced five years after her marriage. So it's not only like my specific age, but like there's several, uh, they call them anniversary dates that are important that activate the issues, the entanglements that we have with our family system. So, and sometimes it could be places as well. That we go back to a place where the trauma took place and that, and that gets activated. It. Yeah. Uh, it's so cool. We're, <laughs> it's, we live in such an uh, interesting time now with these elements, you know, they're being validated by research. And, you know, I, I just did an episode the other day uh, with a, a woman talking about epigenetics, right? And that's, that's, what you're saying, right? The, we get passed on the DNA snips of these things that we need to heal, but then the epigenetic switches of those snips are the things that get act, that get turned on and off. And it sounds like the spaces and places that we visit, the ages that we are, the choice, the lifestyle choices that we make connects to this ancestral element. Another, another thing I want to pass by you, my friend, while I have you here, this is something that I've noticed and I haven't you know, done any research on it, but I've well, done a little bit, but I've, it's mostly, mostly from my own experience, seeing it with clients and people that I've worked with is this idea of ancestral healing. If we break a chain, if we heal something, it heals forwards and backwards. So what, it, what I mean by this, and this is what I want to check with you is let's say I have children already. Let's say I have children already. And now in this moment, I've noticed that I ha let's use that same example with my dad of the gut challenge. And I now in my experience have, have realized that challenge. I've healed it. I've now healed it in me. And what it does is that it not only impacts my dad, who's still alive currently with that same challenge. It also impacts my children that are currently alive that might be still waiting for that timestamp to manifest, but maybe have some other symptoms. Do you, do you agree with this, my friend? Is this something that you've noticed as well? You said it beautifully. <laughs> and when I, um, I do a lot of talks about family constellations and one of my, the, the most general talk that I have that I've done the most is called heal the past, the present and the future with family constellations. Because, you, you know, we're healing our present, our lives. We're healing uh, the past, the, the lives, the connections that we have with our ancestors and the future, our children and the next generations. So, yeah, completely. Yeah, it's so powerful. It's, uh, I love that. It's a good name of the talk, my friend. And yes. I think of the image, I always use the image of the breaker of change because it's so empowering, right? And, and I guess the other thing I'll say here, then we'll jump to another question. 
because I want to be mindful of your energy, my friend. And I have a few more things I want to ask you, but I want to be careful with, we're still given free will, right? So just like we can fall into the, into the archetype of being the victim to the things that are happening to us, I think we can also feel like we need to heal all the things for the family. Otherwise, we're not doing our job right. And that's not how the universe works in my experience. We, we are given the opportunity to be the breaker of chains, but there's no pressure. There's no judgment if we don't, right? That's what incarnations are for, right? That We'll just get that opportunity the next time around if we decide to do it. So just want to put that out there for people listening. Don't feel like there's a don't feel like there's a uh, uh, this unnecessary force behind you. It's there if you decide to do it or not. Yeah. Um, Can I Lisa, say something there? Yeah, go, go, yeah, go. Yeah. So actually, um, I'm glad that you brought this up because when we're doing the family constellations, we're not doing this to heal everything that has happened in the past and to heal our, all our ancestors. We usually don't come like, I want to heal this trauma from our family system because that trauma may not be affecting me at all. So if it's not affecting me in my life, you know, it's not for me to heal. It's not my responsibility. So we heal from the point of what we're carrying, from what we have in our lives, from healing our life, from what we want in our life. So when we heal what we have, those entanglements, those places where we're stuck, then it goes to the back and goes to the future and it heals all the system on what we're connecting to. But it's not our responsibility to go in the back and heal everybody in the past yes. because... That's everybody has their own responsibility, their own free will. So we are taking the decision to heal our life, what we have in this moment. And that resonates to the past and heals them too. But we're not coming here like I'm going to heal all of you because, you know, I'm yes. this wonderful, you know, very kind person that's going to fix everything. Superhero. No, that's not our responsibility. We work on ourselves and by resonance, then others heal too. But we're not taking care of others because that's their own decision and that's not our place. So if anyone takes anything from this conversation, I hope you take many things, but what Lisa just <laughs> said is profound, my friend. I think people need to hear that because I, we, I think sometimes we go looking, right? In, in the act of looking, we create something that was never there to begin with, right? So focus on what's happening to you right now in this moment. And yeah, beautifully said, thank you for adding that in. Happy you jumped in there. Uh, Lisa, I have two more questions here before we finish the last, this, this next one, I, I just want to, I want to bring all of it in and I want to maybe finish with some practicality here. And you can't, you sort of hit it, hit on it just then briefly. And I want, how do, what I want you to describe is how does a person start to notice that this kind of work is for them? Right. What you just talked about, you know, focus on the now and what you can change and shift and what is the issues and the challenges. How do how does the work that we we do in family constellations, ancestral healing, how does it manifest in our lives? Like, for example, does it manifest in the relationships that we're having? Does it manifest in our relationship with money? Does it van I've talked about health conditions? How have you noticed, so if someone's tuning in and trying to decide if family constellations is for them, how do they know it's for them in terms of the challenges they're facing in their current existence? So usually is every single area of our lives, <laughs> but is how we are relating to that area. Do we feel stuck? You know, do we, are we, are we repeating a pattern in our life that we always go to back to the same thing, even if we have trial already to, to do it differently? Are we repeating a pattern in our family system, doing it the same way as our mother, our grandmother, our great-grandmother? So those are things that we can notice in our lives. Are we repeating patterns either from somebody else or from ourselves and where we are stuck? And this is the most important part, where we are stuck, because problems and difficulties and illnesses, they're part of life. And they're what is showing us that there's something that we need to heal, to shift, to change from our lives, from our perspective, from our past lives, from our ancestral um, lineage. And they're not the enemies. They're just the signs. So we're not going to be able to not have problems, not have difficulties, because they're a part of life. And that's actually what is, are helping us grow, expand, and then to become more connected to life. So the question is, even though you have all these issues, are you able to enjoy your life? Are you able to flow with your life? Even though that you have problems and difficulties, 
And if the answer is no, if you're stuck, if, if it's like you're going back to the same rock in the river, always and always coming back, and that's there, and you're not able to then look at their trees and flowers and that the water flows with ease, if you're not able to look at all the other things and enjoy your life, then, then that's a reason that, and a sign that there's something probably deeper from the family system that is keeping you stuck in your relationships, in your work, in abundance, in health, in whatever area of your life you, you feel stuck. It's beautifully said, Lisa. That was beautiful. And uh, I'll just add, it's not meant to be hard. I think there is a, there's a, a systemic program in the human existence that maybe some of you that just heard what Lisa was beautifully highlighting there, but wait, isn't that normal? Isn't, uh, isn't life supposed to be challenging? Isn't life supposed to be something that, you know, you work hard, play hard, get all the shit done, and then we expand? Yes and no, right? There, as you beautifully just highlighted, there's meant to be a flow. And yes, there are challenges, but challenges should be feeling like we are gifted and guided through them, not constantly be swimming upstream and forcing against and building resistance, right? And that support that network that 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 feeling that we are being guided i think really starts to connect into this whole idea of the ancestors that we've been hitting on through this whole chat so lisa thank you for that beautiful breakdown i have one final question i want to ask you but before i get to that i want to now give you the opportunity if you people out there in the podcast world my audience have been listening to your beautiful words and your descriptions of the constellation and the work that you do where is somewhere you can direct them in terms of your coaching, the, the constellation work? What is something you want to offer and, and tell my audience to maybe get in touch with you and go a bit deeper? So um, I want to tell you about my website. It's coachingandconstellations.com. And I have a lot of information there. I have a, a YouTube channel with a lot of videos and they're short videos. They're around five minutes. So then it's easier. You know, you don't need a lot of time to sit down and listen to it. And I think that you were talking before, you know, how do you know that this work is for you? One way is to listen uh, or to read like the book that you suggested and see how it resonates with you. And if you have those aha moments, like things make sense, like you're able to understand things that you weren't able to understand before, then that's a sign that there might be something here for you that can be powerful. So, um, so this is what, what, what I would invite people to do to learn more and see how it resonates with them. And uh, for people listening, if you've heard me speak about <laughs> Mark Wu Lin before and the stuff that I do with ancestral healing, uh, I have a really good feeling that Lisa's work is going to be for you. It's another next step. And if you want to go deeper, all the website links, if you click on your, your podcast player and the details, you'll see Lisa's links, her website, all the things. So just go straight from there. Lisa, I love you very much. I've enjoyed this chat thoroughly. We've gone into some areas that didn't expect would go to, but have really lightened me up. I, I usually finish this chat speaking about, you know, the intention of my podcast is to connect people back into a deeper space of cosmic love so they can express not just themselves more abundantly, but connect to the collective in a more abundant way. So I'm interested, my friend, how do you personally define that love word? It's interesting because, you know, I have a lot of definitions, but what's coming down right now is like this image of a center of everybody, our essence, who we are, who we truly, truly are without, without all those clouds that is, are, are keeping us from seeing our truth. That is love, who we really are. That's what's coming up right now. I like how you said coming down for me right now. I'm uh, really excited, Lisa, for all these beautiful gifts that you already have. And, you know, I, you, you gave the comparison before about where you were in finances and then where you are now. I'm really interested in 10 years, five years from now, where Lisa's beautiful gifts are in terms of family constellations and where it will go. I love you, my friend. Thank you for spending time with me today. Podcast listeners out there in the podcast world, thank you for bringing us your hearts, your ears, your energy. I hope you got some gems out of this. If you did, remember, share this with your friends, family, leave us some reviews on Spotify and Apple, and please connect in with Lisa and her work. With that, I wish you a wonderful evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you are in the world, and we'll catch you next time here on the Cosmic Love Antenna. Bye, everyone.
Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow Harrison on Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse at Harrison Ma. That's Harrison, M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid.